This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. For the first time in Livecast history, the four hosts are each broadcasting from their own homes, and not all together. This is a problem because Rob now has unlimited access to his bong, and Sid isn't in the room to slap it out of his hand. Wait, that's not a bong in Rob's hand? Oh dear. This was a mistake. Anyway, the Metal Injection Livecast starts now. <laughs> Whoops. Gotta take it over. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I messed up. Let's try that again. Okay. <laughs> or actually, let's just start the show. That was... Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Did you break it? Great. Some technical difficulties. We're live. Yeah. We're here. Here we go. Wish us oh. luck with this shit. Don't worry about the tens of thousands of people possibly dying uh, from coronavirus. Just wish yeah. us luck with our technical uh, stuff here. Welcome a day of prayer. to a very unique episode of the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob. Everyone can introduce themselves now. That's the beautiful thing here. Hi, I'm Rob. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Rob. <laughs> well, the real Rob... Please stand up. Wait, are you wearing pants? <laughs> yeah. It might be too much. Okay. There it is. Oh, thank They're you. not Zubas either. Oh, I should have put on the Zubas. Should I change? <laughs> Go run out. We'll hold the show down. Go get some Zubas no. on. Uh, let's do the show. We are all broadcasting from our personal studios yes, here. Very comfortable. And uh, we want to thank you for being a part of the show. I think you can call in. Call in the number 213 Wide Nut. And, uh. Well, let's put it this way. You can call in. We don't know if we'll actually hear you. Yeah, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll pretend. Right. Uh, so the reason we're doing this for, if you're listening years into the future, is, uh. There has been a coronavirus outbreak. We briefly touched on this last week. And now it's gotten a lot more serious, especially here in New York, where uh, there is a, like, essentially a uh, lockdown, a curfew, lockdown. Yeah, I mean, not quite. They're not officially doing a lockdown, but they're telling you, don't be a dick. Just stay home. It's it's still in the suggestion phase. Yeah. No no one's going to lock you up if you're out on the street, but it's kind of societally shamed if you're yes. if you're not staying home but we may be moving towards the other thing soon it's in play yeah yeah there might be a full-on lockdown so and we figured maybe it'd be best if we don't leave our houses and don't kind of all hang out <laughs> give right. each other yeah I coronavirus. apparently I like, like I if you look at Noah, you can clearly see that she has it <laughs> no, no, Rob's not wrong. I I think I had it when we had Mrs. Smith on because I was kind what? of sick. Are you blaming Mrs. Smith? No, I'm not blaming. Woman? No, because it takes a couple of days for it to manifest, and mm. like a couple of days, I think I think it was before. Yeah, no, it was the day before. I almost like died on the way into oh. work, and I had to like go to the doctor. But the doctor said I just had a cold. So we just. Can't mm, that's what chances. really, what this really is, is just a bad cold. But if you have a weakened immune system, you know you can die, just like you can from the flu too. 
It's like a little stronger than the flu. Disease, where it makes yeah. it hard to breathe, and uh, it's kind of scary. It's it's a little kinda. hard. What's that? Kinda. It's very scary. It's the very thing sc- that makes it even scarier is that it has much more, um, like it has much more ability to live outside your body than your common cold. That's why yeah. it's such a lockdown thing. You can It can live well, on metal surfaces for a while. Like, so, there's no vaccine or anything like that, so if you really get it, you're kind of fucked unless you, you're hooked up to a, a, a respirator. Right. Well, to, to say kind of fucked, I mean, they say the vast, vast majority of people are just going to process it and get out of their body and that's it. But if you do have a, an immune deficiency or something else going on with you, you could have a lot of pain and die. Yeah. Well, I mean, just today, Ozzy Osbourne's producer, Andrew Watt, he, what? Uh, he posted what? A, a whole thing about how he has coronavirus. And act, like reading his statement was actually pretty scary. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. How did he get a test? Yeah. There's like barely any tests available. That's a good question. He's pretty young, uh, right? Well, he, he explains it here. I have it up on the screen. Yesterday, I was given results that I'm positive for COVID-19. I want to let tell you all that my journey getting here, I want to tell you all about my journey getting here in an effort to bring awareness to the severity of what's happening in the world. 12 days ago, early morning on March 6th, I started feeling like I couldn't move out of my bed for days, and I started to run a fever. I was seen by a doctor at my house who told me I am positive for the regular flu, and there's no way I could have COVID-19. As I haven't left the country, all I do is go to the studio and straight home. So all my with anyone close to me that I'm laid out with the flu, and I quarantined myself. None of them even had a sniffle. Can I just uh, stop you for a moment? We should mention that we're doing this on video, and I yes. love that it looks like Rob's microphone is his bong. Like, he's literally talking into his <laughs> bong. I really, yes. I, th- I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought it was a microphone. <laughs> No, this is my bong right now. On this the screen, is my rifle. This is my bong. If you want to watch the video version, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We're going to post the video on our Patreon as a special bonus for our patrons. Five bucks a month gets you access to this video. Go to patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. In addition to this video, you will get access to all of our bonus episodes that we have posted uh, all throughout the last few months, including... Uh, our newest episode about I am Thor, the I am Thor documentary. Oh my uh, God. Really funny. And, uh, so yeah, so he goes on, he was put on Tamiflu and constant Tylenol to fight the fever, the chills, the sweats, the fever didn't stop. I started to become delusional. Then I began the dry cough. I immediately rushed to the emergency room and begged to be tested. Uh, as the flu is not subsiding, he was turned down for the test because of federal regulations. I begged and pleaded to be evaluated and finally was given a chest x-ray. And the result was viral pneumonia, but still no test oh for God. coronavirus. The, doctor, the okay. doctor was like, wait, which Aussie albums did you produce? Uh. Nah. <laughs> Turn Rob, around, uh, he said he became delusional. He, he woke up in a sweat and he said, oh, my God, I, I, I thought Sharon Osbourne had a, a talk show. Oh. <laughs> And then they told him, no, it's actually that that was that part was actually true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shocking. A uh, private doctor was finally able to test me himself, and yesterday afternoon it came back positive for COVID-19. Uh, he adds, currently my fevers have gotten much better, and I have begun to have somewhat of an appetite, but it's very hard for me to breathe as a result of this pneumonia. I'm laid out in bed, chugging Gatorade, using an oxygen machine to give my lungs as much relief as possible. He's only 29 years old. He says, I'm a healthy young man. And I'm going to get through this no matter what. A full recovery, but there's age or compromised immune system. So even a perfectly healthy 29-year-old person could be completely knocked out by this. And if he didn't have the access to the care that he has because he's a, a famous producer, he would have been, he would have been messed up. So uh, stay inside. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's yeah, the, the show. We're exercising social responsibility by doing the show this way. I mean, <laughs> we don't live that far away from each other. Social responsibility as Rob <laughs> lights up an 80-foot bong and starts huffing Jesus it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My socially responsible bong. Yeah, and also socially responsible. Sid is showing off his guns right now. Yeah, we, we haven't talked about this. Yeah, let's see. I figured pictures. I'd give the viewers a little extra. We always talk about how hairy I am. I figured I'd, you know, I'd show it off a little Very bit. So charming. The shoulders. You can give us a call. Tell us just how charming it is. 213 Wide Nut. That's the number. And uh, so, yeah, what have you, like, I, my day to day routine really has not changed. <laughs> I'm basically doing what I'm doing. Same. Uh, I work from home. You know, I do metal injection. Uh, there's, I mean, it's been a little crazy these last few days. Uh, but it's going all right for me. How about you guys? How, how has life changed for you? Well, the um, the gym I go to was open until last night at 8 o'clock. So I had just been going to the gym consistently the same as I was. And today I, I actually left to go there. And they were closed. So they put up a notice at 8, 8 p.m. last night. They closed. I brought my little Purell and my uh, Clorox wipes to wipe everything before I touch it. I figured also it would be a ghost town because, like, I'm assuming people are not going to gyms because they just think it's like a Petri dish or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I was that. planning to, to work out and not, no, nothing doing. So, You yourself, uh, uh, Darren, have said that you have, you know, various forms of OCD, so I was surprised that you weren't, like, freaked out or, or grossed out by, by going to the gym. Uh, no, well, I mean, if I had that form of OCD, I would just never go to a gym, period, let alone coronavirus, but uh, that stuff that never really bothered me, I don't think. I've, uh, I think, like, sexually transmitted diseases worry me more than just picking up germs from, from like, surfaces, whatever. That's never been one of my... One of my rituals. I have a lot of them. That's not one of them. Well, not so at the I gym never at least. The, the gym. What was that? Well, not at the gym at least. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? You can't get a sexually transmitted disease. You can, you can get the herpes. No, his sexual rituals. Oh, I see. Oh, what what rituals do you mean? Oh, my God. Forget it. It's kind of hard to do a, jo uh, a joke on delay, I guess. Oh, oh, I thought you. I thought that was like serious. I'm sorry. I'll I'll catch up with you, Noah. Mm -hmm. Too quick witted for me. It's buffering. Sorry. Noah, how was your life? Uh, 
Uh, well, much like Darren, I can't go train at the gym. My purple belt test is probably. I, I go to the gym. What your gym's open? Well, no, I do. I, I do a contact. I do a contact sport, so obviously I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to figure out how to do live radio when I can't go into my broadcasting facility. So that's been fun. Uh, oh. I mean, other. I mean, like it's fine. I'm. I'm a homebody anyway, and I've been a loner most of my teenage life, so this is just kind of oh going back God. to it. It's easy. What are you, Wolverine? You're a loner now? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my my hands are so cracky from all the disinfecting that something is going to, like, break open. I don't know. And from all the crack? No crack. Oh, okay, good. She can't go to her dealer now. It's sad. Gotta stay oh, home. Yeah. I don't have uh, a dealer. My dealer still functioning. Working this very is the well. Best time to probably sell drugs, I would think, right? I mean, you know, people are probably indoors doing more drugs. They're more desperate. They can't go out and get it in other ways. That's true. Drug dealer heaven right now. As long as they, they may have, Sorry. Go ahead. They may have started this virus, to be honest with you. Where were they? Oh, <laughs> the Rob's the drug, drug dealers dealer. got together. Bud Kushner. Oh my God! It's a name from the past. <laughs> uh, the scare. I mean, you know, we don't have to. I mean, there's not really too much more to talk about than the virus. But like, the thing about it to me that's the scariest for us here in America, like looking at the charts of, of like Italy's trajectory, like we're not even at the worst of it. Oh, no. You know, it's still going to get worse than this. Well, what I was talking to Sid about was like, you know, we were talking about the potential lockdown situations and all that. And like, uh, well, it's, you know, they're probably, they might lock us down at 8 p.m., curfew, whatever. And then Sid was like, well, imagine in six weeks what they're going to do. And I, like, it's going to escalate. I don't really think the lockdowns are going to escalate. Like, I feel like. The lockdowns are for the beginning because they botched the shit out of this so badly. Like, they have to do extra measures to contain it. But, like, when they say escalate, what they think what they mean is, like, the numbers of people who have it are going to go up. Yeah. But that's not really changing. It's, like, the number of people who we know have it are going to go up. I think that's actually a good thing because, like, the more people see that you get it and it gets expelled from your body and then you have an immunity... Like, if, like, let's say 85,000 people in New York next week have coronavirus and then they all live three days and they don't die, I mean, that would be good for, like, the public panicking, wouldn't you say? Like, am I off base on that? Like, they would not. Some of them will die. Some of them will die, but I feel like it will be the standard, like, you know, sub 1%, like the other diseases. Very optimistic here, Darren, because with the increases in the amount of people that have it, mm-hmm. the resources to aid them will be more right. limited. The whole issue right. is there's hospital beds. The whole reason for the social distancing and, and just for all of us not to interact is so that more people don't contract. Because the more people that contract it, the more people that need to have medical care. And there's only so right. much medical care to go around so that's what they're really trying to uh, do like the term flatten the curve so mm-hmm. i think hopefully 
well, like I get what you're saying. Like from a psychological standpoint, people will be mm-hmm. less freaked out once they see people uh, they know have it and recover from it. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the uh, psychological issue is for uh, just like what am I? There's there's like a the after effect now of like how am I going to get work? Nothing is going on for the yeah. last two months, and like that's, that's a the, big deal that's happening now as well. And that's a big deal because it's like something that already exists that's shitty, you know, in our country that's only being like emphasized by this. Like it's all kind of house of cards ish, you know, it's like all it takes is one big thing to make everything, you know, go to shit. And that's the real scary thing. Go to shit. Shit. My first on camera Dave Mustaine impression. <laughs> What do you mean I got coronavirus? Oh, heaven forbid. In, his health is compromised, so if he gets it, it might be lights out. That's true. Well, he did make a full recovery from the cancer. Though, yeah. Didn't right? his, daughter, his daughter just posted something about coronavirus? Like a heartfelt message about people practicing social distancing and all that. Rob, just open up that metal injection post about uh, metal musicians' daughters react to coronavirus fears. There are no posts like that. Get out of here. Get on with it, man. People want to know. Uh, well, uh, of, uh, Megadeth, I found this uh, old interview Yeah. Uh, that I wanted to play a little We're bit. We're here on the tour bus of Megadeth. They're in Toronto opening up for Ronnie James Dio. And we would probably do an interview and we understand they're in the back of their bus. They're watching a movie or something. I think it's um, Annie yes. Hall just watching a movie. You know, they have so much time. you got to pass on the road here. Go. Come on, go. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, What's going oh, on here? Oh, What's going oh, on? Oh, oh, they're watching their own video. Thinking Man's Thrash. Is that an appropriate label? I think it's right. You know, they... they hit the nail on the proverbial head you know it's like with me I, I like to tap people's curiosity when it comes down to thinking not very many people think the average education level in the world is a fifth grade reading level you know and you figure <laughs> fifth grade fifth grade i was like just learning what girls were about you know glasses. and you think that that's where people's brains stop you know so no wonder so many people get divorces but anyways you know there's all kinds of ways wait what I, I he lost me. Full <laughs> projection. It is interesting how different his voice sounds in 1987. He totally doesn't have that, like you know. I guess he doesn't yeah, really he, have. He does, yeah. He that's more the the the. Uh, but he is more subdued than the way he talks now. Like that salty, angry old man voice is not in there yet. Yeah ways to educate yourself and and most people learn how to drink real well or, or to ruin people's lives and we want to help people out you know like make them make them learn how to read and, and make decisions for themselves and you think you can do that through the through the lyrics well yeah if you look at a word like anathematize and you say what does that mean you look it up in the dictionary you know it means like to put somebody under a spell you know it's a good word i mean not very many people can use anathematize in their day-to-day you know okay this dude's bragging that he has the best words. He's like, it's this oh. early proto-Trump. It's amazing. Vocabulary, but once you start using the dictionary, you start getting interested, and you might buy yourself a book or something and start reading a little more or whatever. People are saying that kids don't really listen to the lyrics. Do you think that's true? 
That's a lie. I think it's a lie. That's a lie. Like a puppeteer. Look at how he jumped on that. You know what? I know what I say, and I watch him sing it right along with me. People don't listen to lyrics to a lot of rock bands because they don't write anything that people want to listen to. You know, they listen to about how they're, you know, how their favorite rock stars like getting laid and how big their sock is in their pants, and it's like the lyrics in this band. Realize how like northeastern Dave Ellison's accent. Oh, or I guess maybe Wisconsin. I'm teaching Dave Ellison to read as a public <laughs> service. <laughs> By the way, we have the biggest socks. Not China. U.S. <laughs> we have the biggest socks in our pants. I mean, Megadeth. And we live. Fabulous. Uh, People are talking about it. <laughs> you get ripped on and you get, you get raked over the coals. And it's like, that's our saying. It's like, what are you, new? Get a clue, you know. Get, get hip to what's going on. <laughs> That's what I think a lot of. Uh, what do you knew? Get a clue. <laughs> That's great. Girls rule. Make it dance rules. <laughs> Dave's lyrics are really about. They're they're real street level and it's you know. A lot of metal bands have been taking a lot of flack for lyrical content. Have you people fallen into that same problem? When when you stand on your own two feet and do things your way, you're always going to get flack from people. And we're, you know, we may, we may hear. Is Dave doing heroin right now? Where is he? How is how is he not chiming into this? Robert, you do get a clue. <laughs> I see London. I see France. I anathematize Dave Ellison's underpants. <laughs> Out of here, Jinx! You owe me a coke. <laughs> Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. <laughs> Any other back of the second grade school bus sayings that Dave can work into this interview? Uh, jingle bells, Batman smells. <laughs> jingle bells, Batman smells. Hetfield laid an egg. <laughs> How about the U G L Y? Know that one. You ain't got no alibi. You're ugly, Lars. Lars, you're ugly. Oh, it's little Danish friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. Little, you little dink. I hate you. <laughs> Go away. You're it. Tag. You're it, Lars. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate him too, Dave. We're on the same page. What people say for so long, and if you listen to everything everyone says, you're gonna be running in circles, chasing yeah, your tail. Right Jeff thing. Young, not someone we hear too much about. Yeah, you just gotta do and stick with what you believe from the beginning, and if obviously it's working. I mean, and we, we hear people say we don't necessarily <coughs> listen. Our motto is just subdue but never tame us. I mean, they can handcuff us and put us in a straitjacket in the pad as well, but one day they'll open the door. One day. What is it about Megadeth that you won't find in other thrash bands? I don't. Know. I think that Megadeth Red stands apart from. What is it, Ted? Red hair. <laughs> It's the only I'm thing. breaking. I'm breaking ground here. <laughs> Gingers can play music too. <laughs> Don't let anyone say you can't, or I'll anathematize them. <laughs> you you know you know for a fact he has no fucking idea what that word means to this day. <laughs> like he never looked it up then, and he like if you ask him now, he'll just do one of those rambling like Alex Jones rants, like when he was on Alex Jones. It's a gotcha question. Shut up. You suck. 
a lot of these bands because we can actually play our instruments for one thing. We have some jobs to play. In the video community, they tend to lump all heavy metal videos together and call them sexist and racist. Do you agree? I don't know. I think, especially with Megadeth videos, we don't, you know, we don't talk about sex and drugs and, you know, life on the road, except for the song 502 on our new record, which is definitely the day in the life of a, you know, Megadeth tour bus, you know, life on the freeway is hell! But that's okay, because, you know, got nothing better to do. But, uh... What? He's so incoherent. You know, what? this is the peak of his drug use. He's got like 80 pounds of blow in his uh, system right now. This is the most I've ever seen uh, a interview where Dave Mustaine is there that Dave Ellison is allowed to talk. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's how drugged up Dave is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to go back to anathematizers. <laughs> yeah, please. I just have a working theory that he heard another band like use some fancy word. So he said, I got to do that, too. And then like he ran to the dictionary, but he just like went like six pages into the dictionary and picked the big well, a, the first big A word that he saw. There is a band he's called looking Anathema. At, hmm. Hmm. Aardvark. Nope. No good. <laughs> All right. Let's see. <laughs> Abassinate. No, Slayer used that one. Fuck. Uh, anathematize. Uh, Got it. That's definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little more of this. Oop. Thank you, Noah Webster. I don't know. I think that you know our videos are, are a little bit, especially Peace Styles was definitely a concept video. It had it had a lot to do with just like everybody's everyday way of life from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to sleep you know it's like get off our backs you know we're doing our thing we have long hair but we're not stupid and that's kind of what peace well, sells in a summary of the day calendar sell but who's buying right at the very beginning and then split off from them and every piece that i read about megadeth there's always some comment about metallica and megadeth is that something that's always coming from the interviewer or is it oh, something shit. that you like to talk about we don't bring it Rob, can I ask a question? Snap. Is the interviewer the P-E-N-I-S lady? I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's exactly like right my mind. P-E-N-I-S goes into the penis and, and ruptures intestines. <laughs> it's just like her. Sounds it could be. Who knows? Maybe she hung out with Dave and did some blow and it fucked up her brain. Seriously, this interview is what did it. <laughs> Which he made her not talk, just like Dave Ellison. <laughs> I never said all that homophobic garbage. There's like, especially in America, there's a few magazines. I won't mention any names, but uh, this whole Metallica Megadeth feud has gotten so blown out of proportion, and it's. I, I think Almost that. Comical. I mean, they're, they're a good band. They do they, their thing. They do their thing. They do their thing, man. Yeah, but we're, you know, we're our own band. We do our own thing. And I think at the beginning, a lot of people thought maybe we were riding on the coattails of Metallica's success with him, but now. Yeah, like, we just three records right later. Yeah, three records later, I think we proved ourselves. <laughs> You know? Nope. <laughs> Distant second. Who thinks they're right? Was that a thing? Did people think they were riding Metallica's coattails? I mean, no, he does. He you know, does. I that yawn. Oh, I'm just breathing. My chest. Uh, I'm, I'm just having shortness of breath. That's all. You got uh -oh. water on the lungs. Yeah. Oh God, Noah! How dare you yawn when the subject is me? It's a boring interview. All right. <laughs> Shame on you. 
You're just riding the coattails of lamb goats. <laughs> I don't ride any coattails. And all you people talking about me saying I'm riding coattails, you can all suck a dick. Uh, Dave, who's actually saying that? Well, I don't know. Somebody. People are saying. People are. I hear people talking all the time. You got to hear it. It's fabulous. That's all they say. <laughs> They say Megadeth's not riding anyone's coattails. Did Rob fall asleep? Oh, oh, there he is. The same thing. <laughs> he's got, some, he's got Bob in his lap. That, that oh. bonghead was too no, big. I'm looking. Uh, I was looking in the chat to make sure that uh, everyone was like that. It was working. Is, is it? it? It's working. Oh, good. Okay. No, enough said. Because if you play both records at the same time, you can tell who does what, and then there's melody and mosh, and then there's mosh and mosh and melody and, and mosh. Wait, if you play both records at the same time? <laughs> and what? just, like, the Metallica record at 10 and the Megadeth record at, like, 4. Sounds great. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> and mosh and mosh, and you get more melody and mosh for your money. And also, I like that the graphic says his name is David Mustaine. <laughs> that side. Yeah, definitely more notes per, per dollar yeah. on our record. Yeah. I heard a comparison once that you guys said. It's like the difference between Megadeth and Metallica was the difference between the Clash and the Ramones. It's because what? we're thinking, and there's the rap. Which one are they, do you think? Sid, they clearly they're, think they're the Clash. Sid, yeah, as, yeah. as the uh, resident uh, uh, punk expert here, what do you make of that comparison? Um, I mean, on lyrics, maybe I could see it. Mm -hmm. The Clash were a lot more political, and the Ramones were a little bit more like workaday slob kind of lyrics. But <sighs> musically, I don't know that it holds up. Because like, Metallica okay. was just as advanced as Megadeth, right? I mean, I would say Megadeth is slightly more advanced, but it wouldn't be that much apples and oranges like the yeah. two of those bands are. It, yeah, it, I agree. Megadeth is more technical, but just like comparatively, uh, the the amount of technicality advancement that Megadeth has is not as distant as the difference between the Ramones and the Clash. Yeah. A Ramones Clash would be more like Megadeth ACDC, probably. Mm -hmm. I yeah, that. I would think. That. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. All right, mm. let's see what this boondoggle has got to say. <laughs> band, you know, and it's not that hard to, to sit there and go, we do on the leads, you know, and start <laughs> trying to do pentatonic inverted we scales do. and diversified things. No, what's he talking about? I can't Translate. fucking understand anything. It's just, it's coming in too hot for me. And it's that hard to, to sit there and go, we do on the leads, you know, instead of trying to do pentatonic inverted we scales do do. and diversified oh, okay. things. Can I say that, like, like the talk. first thing he said was that the rivalry between them and Metallica is completely blown out of proportion by the media. And then he, they go on a five-minute rant playing up that they're better than Metallica. <laughs> that's right, that's why that's exactly why it's blown out of proportion because they're so much better that there's no competition. So that's what they mean. It's not that we don't get along with them, it's that we're so much better they shouldn't even be mentioned with us. Okay. But what we know is what it really is is that he just can't shut the fuck up about it. That's yeah. why there's yeah. a feud. 
Because Metallica never mentioned Megadeth. You never saw them go on an interview and like, unless they're asked something. Like, what do you think yeah. about this dipshit running around talking about you? I bet that you just, have... That was the thing about Megadeth growing up when I was a kid. It was like, the thing you know about Megadeth is that he got kicked out of Metallica, made his own band, and he's fucking insanely jealous of them. Yeah. I bet that Metallica had an agreement. Don't give Dave any attention. He probably like lives <laughs> yeah. for good attention or bad attention from them. Inject it into my veins. Please. He wishes. I need it. I need it. Y'all got any more of those mega death mentions, Lars? <laughs> and if not that, he'll take heroin for the veins. Whatever you got. Either one. That, that works. <laughs> oh, Sorry. boy. On this new record, I use my thumb to fret up the octave, and I'm going 12 frets span and using my pinky at the other end to get that thing done. I mean, you can cheat and do it like different ways using a capital and stuff like that, but those guys are the last person I ever it's a imagine to do with seeing do stuff like yeah. that. It's a long <laughs> you know, we use a lot of we use a lot of double hand playing. You know, using no uh, you ever use any double hand playing? Uh, I'm not so proficient at it. But it's like when they like play Sis, the fret and like. Sis talking about something else. Uh, this is a music podcast, Sid. I don't know what you're doing. I wanna, I wanna just say how hilarious it is to see Dave Mustaine start getting all technical and being like, "Yeah, I do this, and then I do that, and then I put my picky here, and I put my hand here." And it's like it's really complicated. You wouldn't understand, you know? Like, yeah. Dude, what are you doing? Like, could you imagine? He's saying all this like we're so much more technical than Metallica. Like Metallica's probably like in this time period, they're fucking drinking some whiskey somewhere in some limousine, being like, "Look at this fucking dork talking about how technical how he's out technicaling us." You know what you it is? You wouldn't understand, but I'm still gonna explain it in great detail anyway. <laughs> you know what it is? They're all fucked up on that bus, and she said like the sobering words, which is Metallica. Like you know, like mm. if you're like trashed and like i don't know there's a cop or something you like yeah. straighten up so that's exactly what happened in that interview yeah like he's he's like giving the 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 uh story about how his drummer's mother doesn't make the right lasagna for the 47th time and then someone goes like james hetfield what the fuck did you just say like perfect clarity yeah. his eyes like all the bloodshot comes out of his eyes he's perfectly clear and it's lucid. the dog from up <laughs> <laughs> Headfield. Squirrel. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, there's like another minute of this. Oh, boy. Words where you finger like this and you then you finger like that real quick to do a second chord faster than going da-da. It's like da-da. And it just goes so much faster. You know, there's intelligence in our playing. We're trying to rip the guitar <laughs> apart and put it back together again. My guitar barfs all night because I beat its guts out on stage. I put it back in the case the next morning. I think it's like all sweaty and bloody and spit it on and stuff. Isn't it? I guess with thrash, there's a whole new guitar technique coming out. Just like cutting corners. It's like chainsaws with volume knobs. Saving time so you can get the notes in in less time. No, we don't. We, we have a more about taking the time to do it right so it sounds the best. We have a couple Wait, of ballads. Did he just predict the band Jackal? <laughs> Chainsaws with volume knobs, and then they went and actually did that, didn't they? Pretty much. Maybe they ripped him off. I think yeah, Jackal was around. Wouldn't be the first time. You know, this, 
this interview is like the spirit animal cousin to the in, the interview of Danzig in front of the bookshelf, like explaining oh, all his werewolf books. Yes. This is the exact same energy <laughs> yes. as that. 100%. Start this band. I wanted it to be the utmost furious ultra heavy band in the world, and I knew that speed you know, does not necessarily go hand in hand with talent. <laughs> That's why when people say, well, Oh, dude, what kind of band do you think you are, man? What kind of name do you think you are? And, you know, thrash metal, speed metal, death metal, black metal, gore metal, this, that, that, that. They say Megadeth. That sums it all up, you know? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to, you know, say... Speed oh, metal doesn't go hand in hand with talent. Okay. Speed goes hand in hand with cocaine! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can't say we're speed or thrash or metal. We're just Megadeth, man. The genre is Megadeth. Megadeth. That's what we are. So can other bands be in the genre of Megadeth? No! Fuck you! Fuck out of here! (laughs) That's a one-band genre. (laughs) Jerk off. One-band genre is the episode title. Sure. Works for me. It's the way we classify ourselves. We got another tally in the naming an episode column if we do that. <laughs> Catching up to Rob. Nice. So that was the Megadeth interview. Bless his heart, Dave Mustaine. What a lovely guy. I have such a love-hate relationship with him. Like I, you know, he's such a scumbag and a doofus, but he's such a great musician. Like I can never find it in my heart to totally hate his guts. But he is such an idiot. He no provides guy. us with so much content, though. Yeah, I feel like True. he's fifth mic on this show at this point. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, so does Steve Harvey, so does Trump. I mean, that doesn't mean we like them, but I actually do like Davis thing. In yeah. his, unironically, in his, like, stupidity, there is some kind of charm there. I yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What's our phone well, number, Rob? If people want to call in. It's true. People can call and be a part of this monumental episode. We're all quarantined, and uh, you could be on the phone with us. 213-WIDE-NUT is the number. It's 213-943-3688. Does uh, everyone have toilet paper? Oh, yeah, I got plenty. I actually had bought a whole bunch, like, way before I even knew about this panic. So I just, I buy it in bulk, like, when I need it, you know? Like when it's getting low, I just buy a huge amount of toilet paper. That's so I have oh, like 50 rolls at least. Nice. Uh, I waited until the last minute because I was, you know, I didn't even think the toilet paper would be an issue. And my dad had to like deliver me toilet paper from Monroe, New York, which is like 80 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> I saw like, some com- comedian or something like, you know. Do these people not understand? You don't shit out of your, like, you know, doo-doo ass when you have coronavirus. It's, why are they buying toilet paper? You, it's not because they think they're going to shit themselves. It's because they think they won't be able to leave the house to go buy things. Right. Like, how, how hard is that to figure out? There's been a lot of humor that's, like, not getting the point of what's happening lately. Am I imagining that, or is anyone else saying that? Oh, no, that? for sure. I think it's slowly stopping bit by bit maybe because those people got sick and died i don't know right. <laughs> well i think we're figuring it out 
I think it uh, it kind of relates to how Trump reacted to it. You know, like Trump at first, like, oh, there's no big deal. Everyone's like, ah, it's right. the my favorite thing was like the common cold kills twenty seven thousand people a month. You know how or the flu, whatever. You know how much uh, Corona four hundred. It's like, yeah, but we didn't test them yet. What's that? We didn't test them yet. That's why they're not found dead. Like we don't know. People have it. We have no way of of knowing exactly, and we have seen how it go, how quickly it spreads in other countries. Uh, so that's really like the kind of scary part is like the trajectory and like the exponential growth. Like every day, it's more than twice as many cases reported. And again, there's no way to test for it. So there's people that might be calling and saying, "Hey, we might have this," and the doctors are refusing to test them because they're so overwhelmed right now. Well, the other stupid thing from the first, like, week when this was a thing was that they were all just talking shit on China. Like, oh, they fucking eat dogs over there. They don't know how to manage, like, public health and everything. All this racist stuff was coming out of our, like, culture and, our, and all that. And yeah. it turns out, like, a week later, they've had, like, the best response of any country to this whole shit. Even well, yeah. though in the beginning they had a crisis, you know. Right. It took them a month, but they got their shit together. That's the thing. They, they are really good at getting their shit together. A bunch of countries are. South Korea, uh, where, like, it's gone down. Italy is still trying to contain it. But, like, I feel like we, as a country, the, worst. And the people who run the country do not have their shit together. So that's kind of... Think. The, the scary part is that, like, the, like, they should have been preparing for this in January. And and there were warnings. There were scientists warning them. And meanwhile, they, you know, the office that oversees the 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 like you know huge diseases got disbanded by Trump uh, like a year ago or whatever it is. Uh, so there was no preparation. So now they're already behind. They're already like a month or two behind where they they should have been. Uh, but now and now I feel like whatever he says. It's like half true. He's like, oh, we already have a vaccine. We have a way to test. It's like, no, you don't. There's no tests. It's not like a large scale. There haven't been enough tests. It's going to uh, take a while. I feel like I feel like it's going to be at least three months until they say you can, like, open, reopen the restaurants or anything, you know, like, if even. Do you think he you, has I, it? Because I, I, he met with a bunch yeah. of politicians that ended up getting it, like, from, from different countries, like the guy from Brazil and all that. I think it's a lie that he doesn't have it. He well, he doesn't uh, seem don't. sick, at least. So if he has it, he's not symptomatic he's yet. Right, he's like not, tan, well, he's yeah, he's not going to say he has it until he, he can't breathe or whatever. And then but, we just won't see him at press conferences. There's a bunch of people that went to Mar-a-Lago that have been uh, tested with it. So, like, there's a high possibility that <laughs> he might have it. Mar-a-Lago... Please, please, if there is a Jesus Christ, let us all pray. (laughs) As you know, I'm an atheist. You know I'm an atheist, so I'm not, I don't believe in Jesus, but even if there's a .00001% chance that Jesus exists, I feel we'd be remiss if we did not bow our heads in prayer. Jesus, will you all bow your heads with me? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of our universe, uh, please, please, please direct the coronavirus to Trump, uh, his entire cabinet, uh, and uh, also all uh, disgusting corporate Democrats and anyone who uh, wears Zubas. No, uh, let's take the Whoa. last one out. Sorry. No, no, no. no hey, Zubas are okay. That would be so. Rob. 
and his friends. And pl- please keep Dave Mustaine safe from Corona uh, and make sure that he lives a long, long life so that we will continue to have comedy bits on this program. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if we agree with that last one, because, look, we just got a comedy bit out of an interview from 1987. We don't need any <laughs> Dave Mustaine content. There's decades that we Sir, can still go back to. Those, those are a finite source. They're going to run out eventually like toilet paper. Come on. Oh, no. Imagine Noah's dad, Noah's dad drives down from upstate New York and brings us more Dave Mustaine interviews. Mm-hmm. Can we make that That's happen? Great. Sure. <laughs> what if he just goes and hangs out with Dave Mustaine and just interviews him? <laughs> They will have a <laughs> listen. We'll have all kinds of stuff to talk about. No, his dad doesn't deserve that. I just went by. I was. I was. Uh, I was by a, a Roland Roaster, and guess what? Closed. Well, yeah. That's the wait, saddest sign of the no apocalypse. Wait, they're not doing like takeout and delivery even. Uh, no, that's what I thought. Thinking I could go over there and grab a, a, a some kind of sandwich or some kind, but well, maybe nope. they just. Put their employees at risk, like they're trying to be responsible. You know. Oh, I'm not like begrudging them that they did that. Right. That's their choice. But I'm just saying, I was shocked that they weren't open. You know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty up. crazy. A Brooklyn institution that really drove it home for me. Not the people yeah. dying or. Oh, like this is real now. <laughs> this is real to me. Damn it. <laughs> I can't get a fucking dripping fat roast beef sandwich. That sucks. But, uh, you know, you th- that sucked. You know when it got real for Jared Leto? He apparently uh, just he posted on Instagram today. Uh, wow. Twelve <laughs> years ago, I, bega- I began a silent meditation in the desert. Which, right. fuck you. All right? <laughs> we were totally isolated. No phone, no communication, etc. We had no idea what was happening outside the facility. Walked out yesterday into a very different world. One that's been changed forever. Mind-blowing, to say the least. I'm getting messages from friends and family all around the globe and catching up on what's going on. Hope you and yours are okay. Sending positive energy to all. Does Stay they have... Oh, sorry. Stay safe. Sorry, I thought you were done. Uh... Doesn't he have like a like a a cult or something that follows him into the desert and they all just like listen to him talk? That's his uh, thing, right? I'm not making really? this up. I'm not making this up. Like there's like 50 people that just walk around with him in the desert and he wears like Jesus robes. That's just his makeup crew. No, no, I'm serious, but I'm not even making. Hair I'm not joking. Like I saw this. Like look that up if I'm if I'm not mistaken. He he goes in the desert and he just talks to people and it's like a there. cult thing. There isn't Jared Leto has started a cult on an island, and his followers call him Prophet. Oh, an island! I thought it was like in the in Arizona or something. Okay, that's my mistake. But same shit. It's very scary. Does he make them listen to a shitty band? Oh, yes, yes. The band plays there. Yes. Oh the band, no! I mean, no. I mean, he does. I guess he doesn't make them do it, but the band plays in this area where he's doing this shit and he has they're so like whipped up in a frenzy yeah. that they're they love him that they think the band is good that's how crazy they are i guess if jesus was in a rock band christians would be psyched to listen to that too you wouldn't have to force them right jesus so, please start a band 
No more Their praying. fans are known as the Echelon. Mm-hmm. Mostly young females. Mm-hmm. And they uh, follow him everywhere in the hopes of an audience with him and his shiny Jesus beard. They want that dick? Yes. And not wrong with that. Good. You're a young lady. Go, you know, pursue uh, a celebrity. I see something. Essentially, okay, so the cult thing is kind of a little clickbait. They basically did an island getaway with Mm -hmm. the band. Mm -hmm. Uh,. And it just comes off very cultish. They did. They did Firefest. Yeah. But it worked. <laughs> well, wait. So hold on. Back up. Like, what? Island is a three-night, all-inclusive festival experience. Relax and restore with your yoga among the trees. Take a dip in the pool. Catch a midnight screening or gaze at the stars and catch two intimate performances with thirty seconds to Mars. Mars Island is an experience like no other. Rob, but I'm not, my point is, like, I'm not seeing a distinction between this and what a cult is. Like, this is a cult. When you are a personality and people follow you to a remote location and they sit and hinge on everything you say and sit at your feet and worship you, how's that not a cult? I mean, I don't think it's cultish. I think that is exactly what it is. Am I wrong? Uh, are they allowed to leave? Yeah, well, cult members are ostensibly allowed to leave. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's they, true. They don't try. Maybe when they do try, you might they call in the muscle, but <laughs> I don't think these people want to go anywhere either. The only way they can leave is if they drink the punch. Oh, no. Well, maybe. You know, How much do you think this uh, retreat costs? There's the regular price, the standard general admission price, and then the VIP, the highest yeah. VIP tier. Let me guess, but I want to know what do you get? What do you get uh, for each thing? And I'll tell you my guess. For this $20, is like the price you get a Dave Mustaine voicemail. Well, the only thing it says is the higher tier includes a Mars passport and an exclusive VIP experience with Jared. Wait, you get to go to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just get a, you get a certificate. $750,000. No. Uh, all right. So you get to, and how long are you on this island? It's a three-day experience. So you go to this island, you hear two shows, so you have to pay the band and all that stuff. So I'm going to say $7,000. For, for the, the VIP or the regular? The VIP. And the regular is uh, $2,200. Okay. Sit. Is this is airfare included in this or no? no just for the experience. Okay. Hmm. So I'm going to say the regular is eight hundred dollars, and the VIP is three grand. Okay, Noah. I'm going to say the regular is eight oh one, and the VIP is three thousand dollars. No, three thousand one dollar. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> Sid and Noah Do it like were Bob closer Barker does it. regular price, uh-huh. which is a reasonable nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. Okay. So I win for a three-three uh, night getaway. Da, 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 da. The VIP, VIP experience uh, with Jared Leto six thousand four hundred ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> oh. You were close. You were very close. Wow. Yes. 
That is quite a meet and greet price. Am I right? I hope you get like a nice cabin or some shit for that. Who's going to pay that? This already happened or is this about to happen? I think it already happened. This, this happens is... regularly, I think. This is not like a one-time thing, is no. it? Actually, you're probably right. Let's... This has happened and will continue to happen. Well, maybe not that's, anymore. That's oh, because of Corona. You yeah. Know. But I mean, the plan was to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's in Croatia. <laughs> it's August 21 to 24. So you have to still get a flight to Croatia. That's not cheap. Well, now it's impossible, probably. Yeah. Oh, I think we have uh, a call. What's that note? I think we have a call. Ooh. Oh, we do have a call. Jared Little wants to clarify his position that he's not in a cult. Area code 706. Are you Jared Leto? Hello, hear you. Can you hear me? Ma'am? Yes, we hear you. Yep. So my question is, you know, um, uh, the Slipknots, the the bigger, heavier bands, uh, more popular bands, out of the question, um, where do you see the the smaller tier bands, the mid tier bands making money since they can't tour. Uh they're not making money. Shatterbait? <laughs> you started OnlyFans? Task Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. No, Mechanical Turk. Go find What was that? Go find me. Well, the thing with GoFundMe is, like, every band can't start a GoFundMe. Like, Devin Townsend started one, and in a way, he was smart because he was, like, the first metal band out of the gate to do it. Uh, and he kind of... And he has quite an audience, too. And also, I feel like, you know, like like Dave Mustaine would say, his music is a little more technical. <laughs> and I just feel like, in general, the people that might like him, they're more likely to be, uh, like music aficionados and have gear and essentially have disposable income so it's probably a much larger pool of people that he can get money from whereas i feel if every band does it you know it's not like everyone has all this money to spare a lot of people are going to be uh suffering from this so it's just like a lot of people are just going to lose money it's and it's not just the band you think about all the people that work behind the scenes that you don't really hear about or know about that are a big part of the industry like the uh tour promoter the the booking agent all these people like that set up the tours or work at these venues as like even the person that you know the bartenders and the people taking the tickets and, and working the door all of these people now are out of work because these venues aren't open, and I'm pretty sure they're not salaried positions. They're probably part-time positions, and so if you don't have work, you don't get paid. So uh, a lot of people are, are, you know, all those people can't start GoFundMe. Uh, the the person that the the entity that should fund them would be the government that they pay taxes to. Right. Yeah, but that's what's so. So mind-boggling uh, to me because I'm, I'm just a, a, a poor dirt farmer living in southeast Georgia who milks cows and and, and does things to, to to make a living, 
but I'm a huge metal fan. And when I see uh, people like uh, Devin Townsend, you know, from Strapping to Devin Townsend Project, all the way up until today, where he's a very established musician, and and he's out on GoFundMe now, trying to to make ends meet. So it's just to to me personally, it's just disheartening because I, I love metal, you know, from the from the underground bands uh, all the way up to you know from what you got, you know, Megadeth. Metallica, all the way up to, to the to the really big names. So it's just I I support the smaller bands all the way up to the the, the bigger names who can sell out arenas right. and stadiums. And it's just for me personally, it's just kind of disheartening to to see these guys struggling who have been in the business for, you know, 20, 25 years, just trying to make ends meet. Well, just to clarify with the Devin Townsend thing, um, I think he's fine, uh, essentially. But the ends meet is that, like, he lost a lot of money uh, just on stuff you can't get refunded, like, you know, certain applications and booking fees and stuff like that. And also, his crew is out of money. And that's kind of what the GoFundMe is, is to kind of help fund everyone involved with the the shows but yeah uh, metal is not a very profitable uh industry and it's a very it's like the margins are very tight and something like this has a huge ripple effect because not only can you not make money you're actively losing money uh just because you have to be canceling plans that you make because no one had any way of preparing for this Yep, and, and I read, I think, either today or yesterday, where, like you said, Devin was, you know, he had all the pre-production in place. He had uh, the line rigs and everything rented, the tour buses rented, and right. everything associated with it, with a tour. And then, you know, he's pretty much out of it now because the uh, coronavirus and whatever insurance rider that he had uh, didn't cover that. Right, exactly. Well, I guess his rider wasn't strong. Yep, I'm, I'm watching you guys online now, and keep it up, and, and uh, more power to you. Cool. I, I want to ask you now, since you're watching online, are you envious of Sid's chest hair, or would you say you have a better chest of hair? Yeah. Uh, better. I'm an old man. Uh, I'm pushing um, early 50s, so I got a lot. All right, fair. And yours is salt and pepper, I bet. Well, yes, Sid, you... Oh, sorry. Sid, you had that chest hair when you were a young man, though. It's not like it just sprung up late recently. I mean... Well, I had it, like, already in my 20s. It was pretty bushy. It's gotten bushier, but it was already there. Okay. Yeah. Sid, now why don't you turn around and the back hair, and then he can say if he has more or less. That would be too awkward. I don't know how I would do that with the computer. Okay. Next well, week. We'll figure it out for next week. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Yes, sir. You guys carry on.
I was close to a one. He said, on. <laughs> Carry on. No <laughs> any. 213 Wide Nut. That's the phone number. That's 213 943 3688. And again, you know, uh, you're going to be listening to this and be like, oh, they're talking about video. What's going on? If you didn't see it live, you could uh, watch it on the Patreon. It's where you can get access to these this very special video episode. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that Sid is the one who chose to wear the least amount of clothing. I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, Sid, your mic's muted. I wanted to do a value-added thing for the show. I wanted to, you know, provide a little extra content. Value removed either way. Depends how you look at it. How dare you? I dare. It depends if you look at it. Yeah, where's your chest hair, Rob, you fucking coward? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't. don't. <laughs> Over the headphones. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, baby. Oh, dear. You know? Taco meat. Taco meat. <laughs> Taco meat. Uh, Sid challenged me. Uh, to like an armpit hair off and he showed me his armpits before the show and I gotta say I'm disappointed there's no armpit hair underneath there show him Sid there's nothing it's nothing just a little bit Sid, Sid do you just have like like light colored armpit hair or is it just not there is... no there's some there it, I guess it is light but it's it's not as plentiful as like my back and chest gotcha but it's there yeah I have real thick uh, armpit hair for some reason get us up let's see me too right, hold on Okay, that's that's masculine armpit hair. I'm envious. It's masculine, but at the same time, it looks a little bit like a trimmed uh, vagina hair. Somewhat, I feel. Let me do it again. You got Pam Greer under I, your arm. His hair looks vaginal. <laughs> wait, wait, Pam you, you, was Pam Greer's uh, bush shown in a movie? I'm sure it was. I don't remember this. I, I could look it up. I'll look up Pam Greer pubic hair if you want. Uh, I mean, okay, sure. We'll do it after the show if you want. Go <laughs> Why ahead. after? We'll post it online for on the socials tomorrow. No, I just I don't want to like start googling and like mess up my shot because yeah. it perfectly centered it or whatever. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I, I should leave it up in case I need to show my vagina armpit hair again. <laughs> I thought she did only, like, tasteful, like, I don't know. I think she was topless in a movie, but that was it. I could I'm be wrong. look it up. <clears throat> anyway, Susan. Well, uh, I, I found the uh, Jared Leto, like, the what you get for the highest package. It looks like it's actually $4,000. Oh. Maybe. Maybe they lowered it. I don't know. Or maybe the seven thousand dollar one is, is sold out. Or he, uh, like now that he knows how Corona is hitting the economy, he's reduced the prices to four thousand dollars. That's not much of a reduction. Well, he's out of touch. He's the guy who's out of touch. Air conditioned forest lodge. Jeez. Just oh. FYI, there are full frontal Pam Greer shots out there, Darren. Oh my god, they do exist. All right. Oh, and you, you can add a deep tissue massage for $95. Is it from, like, the drummer of 30 Seconds to Mars? <laughs> or, or a tattoo for $100. Or 
Early entry for 549. I see. So if you add all of these up. I up, win. That's a 5,000. Early like, entry. Is that like Jared Leto sneaks up on you when you're asleep? Puts it in? That's early completion. Oh. For, for $400, you get a lasagna baked by their drummer's mother, and it's done correctly, <laughs> other than like in my band. <laughs> you're making us look bad. <laughs> 30 seconds to manja. <laughs> That's the title. I'll let you pass me on the leaderboard. I don't care. That's fantastic. 30 seconds to manja. Does Rob know how to spell manja? Uh, I got it. I got it. M-A-N-G-I-A. Manjare. <laughs> Provolone. I wonder how he's doing. He's I not going to be able to do any Yelp reviews. He's not going to be able to do uh, anti-social distancing like on Women's Next. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, thing. man. He was definitely spreading it, I'm sure. Well, he'd like to. I don't know that anyone will come near him now. Man. Poor guy. Can someone check his Twitter? Let's see how he's, uh, how he's and, doing. And has, see. Mark, has Mark weighed in on... Facebook on the latest outbreaks. Did you say wait in, Sid? Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, he hasn't. I haven't seen uh -huh. it anyway. He did do one, and I asked Rob to grab it. I don't know if you did, but he did one that was not about sports and was about politics. Uh-oh. And he got very, started getting very angry. But I only oh, listened no. to like the first minute of it. So I don't, I don't remember this. Yeah, I told you, we were actually chatting at the time, and I said, oh my God, he just released a video, and I told you about it. Oh, right now. how long ago is this? I would say w within a week, or maybe a little more than a week. Let's see. I don't know if we can. We is the audio gonna work out? I mean, the it's probably gonna blow up our speakers. <laughs> well, uh, why don't you uh, just just for some of our newer listeners, let us let them know who Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark is a, a friend of ours. Well, not really a friend of ours. He's a friend of a friend that of ours that passed away. He's a brother of a friend of ours that passed away. As the, the guy that passed away, his name was Jeff. He was a very close friend of of Rob's and mine. I don't know, Sue. Did you know him? I met Jeff a few times. Yeah. Back and in Noah, college. And Noah definitely knew him too. I don't know how close were you Noah to him. Uh, he drove me home once after like oh. the like a clams cook-off thing oh, okay. oh i thought you knew him better than that but less than me and rob anyway whatever so okay. he was a really close friend he he was like morbidly obese he passed away uh at age what 29 or something uh it was eight years ago nine years ago and this guy mark is his older brother who tr kind of treated him like shit while he was alive but now sort of does these um tributes to his dead brother that he's like oh i miss him so much and like you used to beat the shit out of him that's the side point uh but he, he does he does these videos on facebook all the time he does these rants he does rants about sports he does them about hockey he does them about racism like you name it he's anti-racism just he's right clear. right right he, he always seems to have the right message right it's the, the delivery is a little yes a little funny but, um, uh, senses. Is this, this would be a video about hockey or some sort of sports. Yes, this is it. Hold on. Else. Pause it. Pause it. He's saying, he's giving the preamble saying, <laughs> usually I'll do something about hockey. Uh, this, this is not going to be about hockey. Like, he's giving you the cue, the heads oh, up. Man. This is very important. 
Don't reason get because I've been seeing a lot of this on Facebook and other social medias. Medias. That everybody's making fun of us Jews. What? Because last night and tonight happens to be Purim. Now, there's no reason for this, for you to make fun of us. There's a reason you just tease us. There's a reason you act like jackasses to us. If you're going to be anti-Semitic, do me a favor. Drop me on Facebook because I don't want to be friends with you. If you're going to be anti-Semitic, lose my phone number because I don't want to be friends with you. It is 2020, you dumb fucks. Understand this. We're not going anywhere. We're never going to go anywhere. So if you don't like us being Jews, do us all a favor. Go to isolate. Go live in isolation somewhere. Well, I don't know. I thought he said Iceland. Wait, what if Mark's hold pause it? What if Mark's uh, like pure will? You know, summon this disease so that everyone would go in isolation just by him speaking that into the universe. It's like the secret. Does that mean we're anti-Semitic? I guess, yeah. Well, no, he, he see, it wasn't focused enough. He's just so raged that, like, he's so filled just with rage. He meant it to be targeted to certain assholes, but it just went to the whole world. He brought a plague. Because if you live in this state or in this country, for that matter, or in this world, for that matter... And you hate Jews? Mm-hmm. Find a desert island. If Live 30 there. seconds to Mars is there, wait until they leave, and then you can go. I heard him say Temptation Island. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Go to a desert island. Well, I, I, what is that? Who said anything about Jews? What is good? Yeah, maybe someone like, around him said it. Right, live it up. Go to your parties. Go to your local shuls. Have your hamantashen. <laughs> oh, there's coronavirus. There was this fucking rallying cry for Jews on Purim. Don't let anyone take this Purim away from you. Eat your hamantashen. <laughs> it's too important, the hamantashen. I don't care about coronavirus. Lick your mezuzah like it's your first kiss. They can take our rugelach, but they'll <laughs> never take our freedom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he sounded like a Jewish horse with a yarmulke, with his face painted with half the Israeli flag. Oh. <laughs> Rob Roy. It's your children if you have them. Dress them up in costumes. Do all the wonderful things that we did when I was a kid. You roll that back, Rob, please. A, he totally botched Hummintosh in there. Did you hear that? No. It was like Hummintoshkum. No, he said dress them up in costumes. I thought he said Hummintoshko. Oh, okay. I love to eat human Costco. <laughs> all right. So if it wasn't that, I apologize, Mark. I thought he said Hummintoshko. Human Costco, my favorite <laughs> Jewish pastry. No <laughs> wonder the lines are out the door at that place. Yeah. Ironically, there are no humans in Costco right now. <laughs> Get together at Costco and read the Megillah.
Don't let anyone take this day of joy away from you. I know all about joy. Just listen to my voice. It's the book of Esther. (laughs) (laughs) Esther didn't let them take away her Purim. And she was just a woman. (laughs) She didn't have lustrous vagina hair under her armpits. She had it on her vagina, but that's a different book of the Bible. Have your home in Celebrate with your children if you have them. Dress them up in costumes. It almost the sounds wo- like he said celebrate with your chocha if you have them. <laughs> which is a whole other thing. That's the uh, that's the Purim video from the uh, Don't Fucking Match guy. <laughs> yo, yo, if you make home you got to make arroz con pollo. Please. If you make rugelach, you got to make french fries. It don't fucking match. If you make cholent. Match chinos then. Don't starve. Don't eat. Don't eat. Fuck you. I'm the chosen people. You lucky you're still breathing. You lucky Hashem didn't take your breath away. <laughs> All right. Sorry for that side. Yeah, Do all the wonderful things that my family does with their children. We celebrate our holidays. Like Tisha above. If you don't like it, that's your problem. Now, for those of you who are anti-Semitic... Well, it sounds like it's also your problem. Yeah, and also, where is this groundswell of people, like, trying to ruin Purim for everybody that he needs to make this video? Like, who is doing this? Was Dove there... Heikend. Yeah, well, no, Dove Heikend would be pro-Purim, I would think. He just ruined it by wearing blackface. <laughs> oh, did he? I didn't catch that This is a few years ago, but yeah, there was a controversy. Why can... I mean, I'm white, as white can be. I've never thought of occasion to wear blackface like why are so many white people putting blackface on i mean honestly beyond the racial context like it seems like it would be very bad for your skin sure so just for that like why do it it also seems again away from the racial context like you said it just is a hack joke like what's the humor in it even like if it was a like good racial humor i can see sometimes funny you know what i mean but it's just Hello, I'm a black person. Like, that's the whole joke. But it's usually not actually funny people who do it. So they are, you know. Right. They tell on themselves. Yeah. And you claim that you love your God. Uh Well, I got some fucking news for you. Uh Uh-oh. The man you prayed to on every Sunday was born a fucking Jew, and he's going to, and he died a Jew. Yeah, take that. I like that he almost said he's going to die a Jew. Like, ah. for a second, he's like, I'm going to find that guy, and I'm going to strangle him. Yeah. And then he remembered, oh, no, he died a long time ago. I'm going to go toe-to-toe with Jesus. <laughs> you take it. You bring it over here to Coney Island Avenue. We'll go one-on-one. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, if you are racist, <laughs> if you are going to destroy... of the entire population of the world in Apocalypse. Get the fuck out! (laughs) Had to be said. (laughs) 
Get this through your heads. Jesus. We're not going anywhere. We're never going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're not taking our forum. 5,000 years old. We were the first. We. Is that it? So understand this. He's like, he's paused. No. Pregnant pause. Oh, that was all native to the video? You didn't pause it there? He took that long of a break? Wow. He's chewing his (laughs) kreplach. No, are you Googling Jewish foods while we do (laughs) this segment? She's looking at her cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) No, what did you say? Kreplach. He's eating. He was swallowing his kreplach. Give him a second. (laughs) He's swallowing his derma. A little more. It's very carefully. I went back a little. Okay. So understand this very carefully. It is our holiday. Don't make fun of us. Don't tease us. Just let us celebrate it. It is one of us the 265 <laughs> holidays in the year. Remember what I said. Remember what I said to you guys. If you are anti-Semitic, the man you prayed to on Sunday. Born Jewish, die Jewish. Well, what if you're anti-Semitic and uh, you're an atheist? You Not going to happen. No, sorry. It's only Christians that are anti-Semitic. Yeah, I don't know. All right. <clears throat> well, the Jews did kill Jesus, Rob. Just don't forget that. I mean, counterpoint. Just saying. And if they hadn't, Mark would have done it himself, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Got my hammer and nails right here. Duty home centers. <laughs> I don't think I won't come for you. Second coming schmumming. I don't give a shit. Uh, I will put a nail through your toe and your other toe and your shoulder and your shoulder. Mark? I will nail you up shoulder to shoulder. Fold you up like a like a Jewish uh, carpenter accordion. Mark is the modern day Mordechai, who was the f- guy that was first called a Jew. Thanks, Wikipedia. You're welcome. Well, that's the first guy who was called a Jew as an insult, though. Oh, right. No, so that he was, was just walking to shul, and somebody was like, "Hey, Jew!" across the street. Well, he really was just saying, "Hey, you!" But he <laughs> they, he just took it wrong, like Mark. He just imagined an offense where there was none. Oh my god! Uh, Meet me and J two Pizza. <laughs> I wonder if they're open. The last time I passed there was about. 48 hours ago, they were open. I don't know about now. A place like that that does delivery mainly, like I would think they'd stay open. Yeah. Who knows? Bro, don't we have emails? Was that a schnurz that you just did out of your nose right now? Oh, boy. Uh oh. Quarantine that motherfucker. I didn't sneeze, though, and I haven't coughed. I did sneeze yesterday. I scared myself shitless. (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, did the shit go in your pants? Oh, not literally, Noah. Oh. No, I, I feel like uh, I felt like psychosomatically felt my lungs filling with fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no way. It's a very paranoid time. I have my uh, like spring allergies kicking in and it's it's like really freaking me out <coughs> with the Same. coronavirus. Stuff. I don't get allergies, but I get like when the weather <laughs> changes abruptly. Oh, Jesus Christ. When the weather changes abruptly, I start feeling like down under the weather a little bit. Like not Same. sick really, but 
little sniffles and cough. I have that. I'm just. It's all right here. You know, Sean, our ex uh, fifth Mike, used to say uh, he said something on Facebook, which was that he's the Michael Jordan of touching his face. He discovered during the last few days, and I realized that too. Like I keep going to try to touch my mm-hmm. face, stopping myself. There's Rob doing it. Yeah, but I'm inside. I, you can yeah. touch your. You can keep sanitizing your hands. It's okay in your house. Yeah. If you leave your house, you shouldn't touch your hands. Uh, but let's get to some hate mail. Okay. Excited. We got... How can people send us hate mail while you're pulling it up? Does anybody know? Hate mail at metalinjection.net? Correct. Correct. We have... Uh, Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Are your contacts showing, Rob? No. Are your nipples hard, Rob? Maybe. (laughs) Is your dick out? Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, it's, hey, it's Seabass, a.k.a. Cattle Decap. Hope y'all are safe and well during these scary times. Uh (sighs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fuck me. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Nice knowing you, Rob. Oh, fuck. I have one question and a couple of comments. <laughs> how many questions? My question is, how many times have you switched studios since you started the live cast? Huh. One, two... Three, four, five. I think that we're on our sixth one. This is not counting today. This doesn't count. Oh, and we did a couple of shows at Sirius. Does that count? I don't know. Our home base, I think we've had six home bases. Also, I'd like to thank you for entertaining me every week with Class A material. I listen to about eight different podcasts on a weekly basis, but the live cast is by far the best. I get so excited every Wednesday knowing there's a new episode waiting for me. Also, like other live casters, I've tried to expose my wife <laughs> and other family members to the show just by casually playing it in the car. But it doesn't ever go, go it doesn't ever go over well. They get aggravated and ask why I enjoy listening to weirdos talk about wiping their asses and stretching their scrotum. Robert. Ah. Oh, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't have a good answer other than it's the best form of comedic entertainment I've ever encountered. (laughs) Wow, that's high praise. So sweet. I know keeping the show going is a big commitment for each of you and sometimes wonder if y'all have ever come close to breaking up or discontinuing. Which would be I would encourage other listeners to sign up for the Patreon because I feel you deserve the support for all your hard work, except for Sid, maybe. Anyway, stay safe. Damn. Sid works really hard on the show. He does. He just, no, he doesn't saying Sid doesn't work hard. He's saying he doesn't deserve it. So I'm a bad person. Like morally, yeah. That's fine. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. Five bucks a month. Uh, you get all the good stuff, and 10 bucks a month, you get a little shout-out, which we're going to do in a few seconds. We have a few other emails. 
Uh, we have one from uh, Crazy Chemist. Uh, hello, friends. Hello, Noah. That's oh, TJ from Tijuana. Yeah. Uh, he writes, a long time, first time. I want to ask you guys about the most fucked up, disgusting shit you ever saw on public transportation. Did we? Start. I'll tell you mine. I, I feel like we talked about this. We just recently talked about this. Uh, a drunk couple, maybe in their 40s at 7 a.m. on a Monday, uh, she's giving the guy head in the middle row of the bus, not the back, the middle. Sloppy, horrible. My dick has not been the same after that. Ew. Congratulations on your wonderful show. Rob, Sid, 3D, Noah. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you too. Uh, I believe we have a a message from Deb. Well, do we want to answer his question first? Oh, sure. Sorry. For me, it's a tie. I feel like I've talked about this on the show. One time I was on the train and a woman um, sitting next to me got up, stood in the corner, which was like maybe two feet away from me, squatted and just pissed on the floor. Then there was the time I accidentally got on the wrong subway car and as the stops went by, more and more people in orange got on. And it was like, I guess, like a flash mob party thing that I didn't know was happening. And I had too good of a seat to force myself to get off the train, so I just grinned and bared it through this. And at one point, a guy got up on the seat next to me. He was wearing, like, a grass skirt, and he had a bouquet of flowers. And he lifted up the grass skirt and shoved the bouquet of flowers stem-end into his ass. Wait, wow. literally, like, a foot that. away from my face. That's oh. when I got off the train, after that happened. But I stayed on through that. So you should have been proactive. It's a lesson learned right there. Smack the flowers out of his ass. Yes. <laughs> Not for him. He can do whatever he wants. Save yourself. Yeah. It was so weird. I kept thinking, like, they're going to ask me to leave at some point, right? Or they can't. I, I'm not wearing the uniform. Like, I don't know. I was just somehow I was like glued to my seat. Like, I wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah. That I didn't is, think that would happen, though. That is not social distancing. No. <laughs> no. What distance would you say is at butt crack was right from your face? A foot or two. Oh. It was not far. No. I was like in the corner seat and he was like in like the middle seat like that I was facing. So about a subway seat distance. Did you get a whiff? No. Thankfully not. He's probably holding his breath out of like survival. Did the, flower, did the flowers mask the uh, butthole scent? No, but some petals did fall and hit me on my hat. Oh. So. Oh, those petals may have been in and out already. Well, he went stem <laughs> in, so the petals were facing out. I don't think yeah. there was any ass crack to... He, on that iteration, they went stem in. You don't know what he did earlier. I guess that's true. Any brown? Any brown on those petals? Not that I noticed, okay. thankfully. You had a close-up look. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, I told uh, you. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, for me, it's just very smelly, unshowered uh, homeless uh, men, one of whom was, like, per- barely clothed, and then just rush hour traffic just sparks a cigarette in the middle of the train. It was so disgusting. I mean, pretty mild, all things considered, but very <laughs> I did see once uh, somebody 
was in a rush to get off a bus. This isn't bodily function related. It's just a disgusting behavior. Uh, someone was like, they're rushing to get off the bus, and it was a, a wheelchair person in the front. So I don't know how it is in other cities. In New York, they wheel the person. They fold up one of the seats, and they wheel them into the opening. So the person had to get off the bus, and this wheelchair is blocking their way off the bus, and it was crowded in the back, so they couldn't go out the back. It's like, fuck, can you move this like fucking wheelchair? Like, fuck you. Like, they just start screaming at the person, and it, obviously it's not doing anything because it just takes time to get the person off the bus. So he starts, like, climbing over the fucking wheelchair person like just climb like like it's a mountain like climbing oh over the person oh my god did the person the resist bus. like no the person was like half out of it you know but like Jeez. the pe person that was with the wheelchair person was like what are you out of your mind like are you wow yeah it's really appalling I will say in my defense I really had to shit bad so I needed <laughs> to get off the bus don't judge me I've seen all kinds of shit on uh, on on public transportation. I have probably a million stories like that. It's just the, you, as you live a certain amount of time in New York, you're going to see disgusting fucking things on the train or the bus. Yep. Yeah, I guess for me, it's uh, a tie between all of the guys like masturbating that I've <laughs> seen or the dead bodies. Plural? Dead bodies. Where'd you see dead I'm bodies? I'm convinced I've seen two dead bodies or smelled two dead bodies. As oh, okay. Well. I wouldn't know what a dead body smells like. But what? But um, I feel like once you smell it, you just know that it's the smell of death. It just it uh, can't be just, like it's so putrid. You can't describe it. I don't know. I did see. I think I've told this on the show a long time ago. But there was a guy, and he used to do this regularly. This was his his shtick. It was like a begging for change. And he would enter the car and he would go, I'm homeless, like arrogantly, like I'm homeless. Uh, I don't have any money and uh, give me some money. And if they wouldn't, people wouldn't give the money, he would threaten to spit on them. And he would say he had the AIDS virus and he would like threaten to spit on spit in their face or like try to aim at their open like body body orifices. Yeah. I, but I never saw him actually spit. So it could have been just an idle threat, and he may not even have had any disease. It's just like a clever way to get people to get yeah. money, but it was very frightening. Nobody's going to call that bluff. Yeah, here you go. Here's 20 yeah. bucks. Can it's I write you a work. check? <laughs> Make it out to AIDS spitting guy. <laughs> we have a voicemail from Devin. We'll do this to wrap up the show. Hey, what's up, Livecast? It's Devin. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. What's up, Ravishing Rava? Sarcastic Sydney, Divine Darren, and Nagelfar Noah. <laughs> That's not a real word. It's a band, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's, it's not an adjective. Oh, I thought it you just didn't know Nagelfar. Of course I know Nagelfar. <laughs> I've been constantly listening to the episodes, even though I haven't called in in a while. I love what you guys are doing. Hearing Trevor and Mrs. Smith was fantastic. Um, hope to keep the laughs coming from you guys and be safe and love you all and keep being awesome. Thank awesome. you, Devin. That was a great call. That was sweet. Well, uh, can't believe it, but we Delightful did it. Delightful Devin. 
Yeah, that works. Delightful Devin, not Delgado. <laughs> I got a little confused. I always said Darren. Delightful Darren, <laughs> which is also true. Because Darren is very delightful. Oh, that's very kind of you. And the same to you. And all my co-hosts. Thank you. Mmm. Well. This was fun. Now, I, we did it. Yeah. It's done. We did it. We might do it again next week. I guess it depends really on uh, if, uh, you know, if this is still happening, which it probably is going to still be happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, but until then. Got to leave. Got to say goodbye. Patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. And uh, here are our top livecast fans of the week. Yes, we have uh, Eric, Rabaganoush, a.k.a. Justin, Benjamin, El Duterino, Cynical Sid, Cynic Cynicism, Dan R., Cattle Decaf with an F, Mindy Mayer's Keeper, Croc Destroyer, Sam I Am I Is, Florida Man, and Justin with an E. That's our Patreon shoutouts for the week. We love each and every one of our fans. Thank you for your support. Thank you very much. And thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And uh, we hope you stay safe out there. Don't try to avoid uh, public crowds. Wash your hands. Be nice. Be nice. Above all, be nice. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.